Thrones Season 1, Part 2. If you haven't listened to Game of Thrones Season 1, Part 1, I recommend going to download that and listening to both of these back-to-back. Um, if not, enjoy the ride. I do agree that Littlefinger kind of starts everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I don't know, like... That's, I think that's what's hard with like just TV shows in general, movies in general, drama in general. It's like it's so easy. Like that's why, um, like history is so amazing to me. Is because there are crazy things in history that happen. I'm just like, that's how did that happen? World War One? How did that happen? Like just the the murder of Tsar Nicholas is Tsar Nicholas. That might be wrong. Sorry, a France Ferdinand. Yep. The murder of France Ferdinand is... Uh, Tsar Nicholas was... Just so I don't sound like an idiot, Tsar Nicholas was the one that was the Tsar of Russia during World War I. Um, but France Ferdinand, France Ferdinand's murder is insanely random. And maybe that's just what Littlefinger set up. He set up this insanely random thing. And I'm being super judgmental of it just because it's fiction. And that's unfair. In all in all fairness, <laughs> um, but it ends up being terrible because she got Ned figures out this stuff. Um, he's already injured when he figures this stuff out because he has this fight with Jamie Lannister. Robert ends up dying because um, Cersei plans his death through her cousin Lancel. Lancel. But she's also. Well, I mean, Sheila, have you seen Lancel? I know you're a woman, but as a man, I would sleep with Lancel as well. He's such a pretty boy. He's so beautiful. Um, That's so offensive how I just said it. He's so so beautiful. Um, And because she's sleeping with him, like there's like this shady business going on. Well, that's the thing. She just manipulates people to kill people. Yeah, that's what's great about Cersei to me, though. Is like she's stupid, but she's real smart. Smart. She like she knows how to get what she wants. Like she said in uh, what was it, the Battle of the Blackwater? You need to start learning how to use the weapon between your legs. And it's like that's all she does. She just manipulates the people that. Who she's does she say that with. to? By the way, Sansa. She Sansa starts. Like thirteen. And that's why Sansa becomes a badass, though. Yeah. Like let's be honest. Like I know that like that's a, a reference that a lot of people make. Sansa learned so much from Cersei. The good things, the bad things, and she doesn't want to be the bad that Cersei is, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love Sansa, which we'll talk about later. Sansa gets awesome. I remember uh, talking um, with my wife about, um, like, man, is, Sa- is Sansa that stupid? Like, I can't believe she's fallen for all this stuff Peter Baelish is saying. And then when that twist happened at the end of season seven, I'm like, yeah, girl. Got okay. Him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well played. Yeah, and like yeah, it was she, Arya's idea, actually. No, I was kidding. Yeah. She's the mastermind. Yeah, I mean, it like it sucked to be put in the position that she was in with Cersei because you know she was kind of just the worst. But you're right; she learned a lot from her, and she was able to use that knowledge later on. Not just her hairstyle, which sounds sexist, but is mentioned in the show. Not sure if it's mentioned in the book. Cersei's hairstyle. Right? Isn't that yeah, a well, yeah, cause she, Yeah, because they're like, oh, yeah, now you're even doing your li- your hair like a southern lady. I think that's uh, season one. S- yeah, Septa. Which is what we're talking about, Sheila. We're talking about season one. Fine. 
with you know every other season sprinkled in randomly. Salt Bay. No, I know that people are gonna. I know that. I know that. I know that people are gonna love when we start talking about like season two. Like I almost should do this exactly like. Um, uh, spoiler alert: We did a Harry Potter episode. Um, how we did Harry Potter, where it's like episode one is just like what I hate about everything in Harry Potter, <laughs> and then we separated the like, and that's with uh, the first book and the first movie, and then we split everything else up. It's a little inside baseball for you guys. Um, so Ned Stark finds out about this incest. Cersei's not happy about it. Robert's dead. Robert's the only one who can protect protect Ned. So he thinks. He thinks that Littlefinger can help him. Littlefinger's like, yeah, I got the... I was going to say the Night's Watch. That's not correct. The City Guard. The City Watch, yeah. The City Watch. Gold. The City Watch on him. The Gold Cloaks. All right, guys. Call Jinx. Who owes who, owes who a cloak? <laughs> um, I'll accept that when you come out to visit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot I told you about that. We had this entire thing planned for you, Sheila. Inside baseball once again. I'm not sure if we're going to do it anymore, but uh, just be. Because um, we just spoiled it for you, obviously. What was it? What am I missing out on? What do I need? We're all going to get together and watch Game of Thrones. How exciting. Um, so they figure this out. Ned gets. Turns out Littlefinger's a total douchebag. Betrays Ned with the gold cloaks. He doesn't have them at his back. Um, he goes to jail. And you know what's amazing? You know who we have not mentioned once as far as I know? Can anyone guess who I'm... Varys? They nailed it. Yeah. We have not mentioned Varys who, to me, in the books, don't like him at all. In the show, I love him. I don't know why that is. But Varys comes and visits Ned's in the dungeon. Ned's. I haven't been drinking. Uh, comes to visit Ned in in the dungeon. He's just like, hey, what? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know That's any what other you accents? sound like, just like everybody else. I also say. Oh my lord, is that better? Yeah, dude, sounds just like him. Hello. Well, actually, I've tried my hardest to be the good guy. Um, but uh, Varus, Varus, however you want to say it. He is the master of spiders. What he does is he has his web of all of these. He's he's basically the CIA, is how I describe him. The he's master finding, of whispers. Yeah, he's finding the secrets of people. Um, Varys comes to visit a ton. Turns out uh, he can't do a whole lot for Ned. Ned thinks that he has Littlefinger to protect him. Didn't happen. Varys can't do anything for him. He's screwed. He can join the Night Watch. Night's Watch is what is recommended to him by Sansa and by Varys. Um, then we get to the Sept of Baylor. Baylor, by the way, is... Baylor the Blessed? Baylor the Blessed. Named after the dragon, Balerion the Dread. Is that not What's true? It? I mean, if it, is, <laughs> if it is true, I haven't heard it. Um, I could, it could be, be totally wrong. It could be. I'm sorry I, I, just I think... set you up for that. <laughs> I thought that's what it was. Is um, that not what Baylor? Well, is I think I think Baylor is just an ancient Targaryen name. Um, Balerion... And that's how Balerion got that name. Yeah, could be. I mean, yeah, I, you know, she, it's kind of the same thing. Rhaegal, Drogon. She's like emphasizing or you know adding a little flourish onto the existing name. 
Could definitely be so. All right. Well, I was wrong about that. Like, I thought that the entire time. I've been trying to come up, like, with symbolism and why, like, him getting ass- uh, like killed by Balor, like, uh, by the Baylor was, like, you know, Balon the Dread. Baylor the Dread. Um, Valerian. Valerian. Now I feel stupid. <laughs> hey, don't feel stupid. It's all good. Man. Hey, dude, all of the names, all of the Targaryen names sound very similar. They do sound very similar. Um, so we're at the Sept of Baylor. <laughs> Not named after Balerion the Dread. <laughs> um, Balerion the Dread, awesome dragon. By the way, rid by Aegon. Aegon. The Conqueror. Magor the Cruel. Um, black, if I remember. The Black Dread. Which is super So badass. badass. Oh, yeah. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Hey, you owe me some Coke now, I too. said Coke first! All right, um, fine. She'll, she'll give me some Coke, and then I'll give you some Coke. Oh, Coca-Cola. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, we'll make the rest of the podcast real interesting. <laughs> All right, anyways, yeah, I'm let's talk about Larry in the black track. And then 15 minutes later, <laughs> can I get some more? Um, Jinx me real quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's at the Sept of Baylor. <laughs> Ned Stark. Not after Blair and the Dread. Um, to be ultimately just shamed. He's going to take the black... Joffrey, the douchebag who gets slapped by Tyrion all the time. It's <laughs> so that. great. That's so awesome. Say one more word. Slap the dog to be the kid. Boom! Slaps him. Tyrion, the little imp slash dwarf, slaps the future king. I love it. Anyways, um, <laughs> Joffrey decides that you don't want to know what. No, you women are all weak. We're not going to let him go to the black. The Black being the Night's Watch. Uh, we're going to kill you. Symbolism foreshadowing with this. Ned Stark. Uh, spoiler alert. Everyone loves Ned Stark. Like It's it's a, it's a meme. Like, oh, I really like this Ned guy. He's, I can't he's wait really till he gets on the throne. I can't wait till he gets on the throne. Um, unfortunately. <laughs> which is really hard for me to talk about. His head is chopped off. <laughs> <laughs> so Ned's killed. I was not actually crying. Um, Ned is killed because Joffrey is an impulsive narcissist born of incest. <laughs> um, and ultimately, that ends up being a terrible decision, in my opinion, by Joffrey. Oh yeah, I mean, it just exacerbates the war, and that's the thing is just like uh, they could have they at that point they could have brokered some sort of peace. Everyone was still alive, you know. It's like, hey, send him back, and you know, him being so honorable, he would have actually taken the taken the black, which would have been really good for the situation up north as far as the <laughs> White Walkers were concerned. Inevitably, that is also another scene, just like the opening of the whole series, where I knew that this show was awesome. Like, I, the whole time Ned's coming up there, you think he's going to get off, you know, to go to the north, blah, blah, blah. And then they cut off his head. It's like simultaneously, you're just stunned, but I'm also like, oh, yes, this is the show for me. There, no one is. Yeah. You know what's weird about that, though? Like, the people that I know that don't watch the show are people that have read the books. And the reason that they don't watch the show is because they're like, yeah, this George R. R. Martin, he just kills whoever he wants. Which I find interesting and fascinating because I'm like, 
That's pretty awesome. That's the point. Yeah. It, it just, it actually makes you worry about the characters because there's so many other shows out there. I'm watching Sons of Anarchy right now and it's just like, they get in all these gunfights and you're never worried about any of the guys. They get, no one ever gets shot maybe once in a blue moon. It's just like, you never worry about any of the main characters dying. And that's the thing about Game of Thrones is cool. It's just like, you're actually worried about it. Jon Snow's getting in all these fights with the wildlings. It's like, oh, is he going to die now or what? He, it could happen. And the reason for that though that we're worried about it is because of Ned. Yep. Exactly. It plants a seed. Beca- like, how is there not a hashtag for that? Hashtag because of Ned. <laughs> the reason that we're afraid to watch a TV show is because we're afraid one of our favorite characters is going to die. And he does it time and time again. We've got Drogon. We've got, you know, uh, the Red Drogo. Viper. Red Drogo? Oh, yeah, 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 Drogo. Wow, hey, now I feel stupid. I feel so smart. <laughs> He, you know, he gets killed early, and then we've got the Red Viper of Dorne. He don't even say his name because we're going to talk about that. Uh-huh. Easily my favorite character, potentially of the entire series. Besides. He's so cool. And it's like he gets introduced, and then immediately, you know, immediately season four, four, yeah, season four. He's like, hey, I'm here, and he um, was gonna say he was gonna shake some. Hey, I'm John Lennon. Yeah. <laughs> But I think yeah. Oh man, that was so. I cool. I think too, like George, like really commits with the red wedding, and I know that's ahead because it's season three. But it's not just Ned. It's every year there's something that you don't believe. Every time I watch the red wedding, I can't believe that that actually happened. Like you watch the season and you're like, no, 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 it'll be fine, it'll be fine, and then you're cruelly reminded. Yeah, and like the one thing about season one too is just like. There's there's another meme where for the first season one through six there is a king who dies someone who has at least claimed themselves to be clean, to be king who dies um, and I think that's just I don't know if that's George R R Martin being a genius if it's the showrunners being geniuses just being like powers and everything like if you're not a good person it doesn't matter um, and I know there's a lot that we haven't talked about that I wish that we, we could have talked about. Um, like I would love to talk about Sansa's story. I'd love to talk about, um, Arya's story. I'd love to talk more about Bran's John. stories. John's story is pretty awesome. Um, but like, it's insane how this story doesn't care about anything. If that makes sense. Like it's ultimately just as much as I think the show, like, sometimes I'm just like, oh, screw this, this won't actually happen. It's such a real show. And I think that's what's great about it to me. What's great about about it to me, about the, the, the Game of Thrones, is it's just, like, 100% real. Everything is just like, all right, yeah, if this happened, yeah, we're going to kill this person. If this happened, yeah, we're going to kill this person. And, of course, like, I, I, I think this goes back to me listening. I've been listening to uh, Dan Carlin's podcast, um, World War One. what's it called? Hardcore, hardcore History. I've been listening to Hardcore History. And, like, all of the stuff that it talks about, it's basically like they're playing leadership roulette is how he describes it. And that's how Game of Thrones is. And I love that. I love that so much about that show. Um, I think that is kind of like there's a lot of stuff that also happens in in season one that's super important. Um, we have 
basically, like like you said, Sam, all of Jon Snow's storyline, the fact that he takes the black, goes to the goes to the wall, um, just sees that it's a joke by the rest of the realm. No, like the, the North is the only one that actually takes it seriously as for that, you know. And then everyone else is just sending all their shitty people up there. And, and the fact that like he meets all these jo- joke people, and one of these joke people, Sam. And I'm not talking about Sam, who I'm talking to. Samwise Gamgee. Just kidding. Also not the same. Um, <laughs> Sam Tarley ends up being his best friend. Not an honorable person is how they kind of make him seem in the first uh, season in the first book. But he's like a loyal friend, if that makes sense. Yeah. And there is something about actions. And that's what I love about season one and book one is like, Cool. Say whatever you want to say. If you aren't like acting about it, John has Sam's back, and then Sam has John's back. This is going way too far in advance. John tries to leave the wall, and Sam goes after him. Sam, this guy who brings has, him back. Sam, who has zero um, nobility. I, I I don't know what the correct word would be, but Sam is just a coward. Is how I would describe him. And he leaves the Night's Watch potentially to be executed. Like, ultimately, if he doesn't make it back to the wall, he's executed. And he goes after John. Um, there's just so many great storylines in this. So many um, things that humans, us as just regular citizens of Earth, could learn. And um, that's probably one of my favorites. Sam and John's relationship is pretty awesome. <laughs> no yeah, one knows, and that's a, no one knows it just happened and that's yeah and that's the thing that's cool is it's like you, yeah I mean Sam Tarley's character arc is amazing as well because he starts off as this coward you know doing all his cowardly things it, at, at some point I think it, I can't remember if it's in the first season or the second season well it's in the book but um, they're walking around in the snow and he And, uh, well, he, he can't do it. He doesn't want to go on. And he just says, let me, just leave me here to die. You know, he's that much of a coward. And then he becomes Sam the Slayer. You know, he kills the, the White Walker. Can't even talk right now. Kills the White Walker. Rescues Gilly. Just turns into a total badass. Um. Wait, is that in the books? Yeah. What do you mean? Is that in the books? What is it? Is Sam's the Sam the Slayer? Yeah. It, it happens a little bit differently because the in the book, the White Walkers attack the Fist of the First Men. Oh, because it is pretty badass when he kills the first yeah. White Walker. Yeah. And that's the thing. In the in the book, everyone sees him kill the White Walker. And it's... I mean, you're reading book two right now, aren't you? Book two. I'm in book two, about 400, 500 pages. I'm also reading a lot of these um, entrepreneurial books, <laughs> so that's why I haven't finished it. <laughs> well, I don't mean to spoil it for you, but it happens a lot differently in the book. And that's what's cool in the book is that everyone everyone sees him It's a just, giant tickle fight. <laughs> yeah, the, the White Walkers, they just want to cuddle. That's all they want to do. They're just misunderstood. Actually, like, not even, like, I know that Sheila's laughing. Stop laughing. Um, <laughs> um, you know what's kind of confusing me? The opening scene of season one. Why that's confusing to me is 
they almost want a witness. Yes, they do. Yeah. They don't kill that guy. Yeah. They're smart. They're not stupid. And they want anyone south of the wall to know what's about to happen. Um, and that confuses me. Like, I don't know why that is because we don't know enough about the White Walkers. Right. They're, they do that to Well, I... So... At, oh, no, ahead, sorry. sorry. I can't see you, so... Sheila? Sheila, you got it. I, time and time again, they they do things like that. I mean, and I know we're getting ahead of ourselves because there really isn't much of them in season one and two, but time and time again, they do things that are just like that, where they're trying to send a message or they're... Tr- I mean, even in season one, when Mormont... When they go after Mormont, that whole thing is weird. So they set, they leave the remains of the rangers out there for them to find, for them to bring back in, to reanimate, to kill Mormont. So they clearly have some sort of direction, unless I'm missing something, but they know who they're going to go after, and they reanimate. That's interesting. Do you think that, uh, Sheila, do you think that they were intentionally wanting, like, let's kill Mormont? Yes. Or, like, do you think it's just, like... Oh. He was going after him for yeah. sure. Well, can I finish my Go question? Ahead. Sorry, can I finish it? Oh, um, God. Like, do you think they were going after Mormont, like to like send a message, or do you think they were going after Mormont because they don't like Mormont? If that makes sense. Like, we don't like you, Mormont. We don't want you to be the uh, the commander of the Night's Watch. This well, so I think it's just because he's in charge, like. They kind of so because Jon Snow is protected all the time. Samwise is protected all the time. Maybe that's just a uh, a plot device, but that has always bothered yep. me. I think so. <clears throat> I mean, this is completely tinfoil. Uh, you know, as far as theories go, were there two shooters for JFK? <laughs> Possibly. Maybe okay. Magical okay. Bullet. Just checking. Just checking. <laughs> um, but what I mean, so. I mean, like you said, we don't know much of anything about the White Walkers and their motives and things like that. But what I think happened as far as, you know, back in the day when the first Long Night came, this is, I mean, I could be completely wrong, but there's no way that the that men built the wall. You know, it could have been the Children of the Forest. Interesting. It could have been... Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. I, I don't mean to... Sorry, I'm being a dick. But like, Sheila, do you think that... As well, that no way men could have built the white or built the wall. Yeah, it's it, there's magic in the wall, so yeah, probably. Okay, interesting. And so, I mean, let me finish my thought. <laughs> <laughs> but so, I mean, like, okay, maybe there is a possibility that they built it. You know, I mean, but the White Walkers, we've already learned that they can do things with ice that we can't even imagine. You know, like all of their weapons are made of ice, and they. Snowboarding. Yeah, you know, snowboarding. They're at the Winter Olympics. <laughs> but, like, their weapons destroy. <laughs> They're called the OAR. <laughs> oh, man, that's so topical. And I have to cut that out because when this is released, it won't make sense. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Sam. Um, that's cool. No. This is great. But, uh, so the White Walkers, a possible motive of theirs is I think that they are the ones that made the wall. And they're like, hey, this is our land. You know what I mean? Like, we can't have humans being in our land. Like, that's this right. wall's here. North is our, t- our yeah, territory. Our territory. They're Americans. Exactly. We built this wall. We don't want any of you migrating up here, taking our jobs. Shut up, Sheila. <laughs> you know? Um, but that's what I think happened. And I think that, you know, the wildlings, you know, some of them were on the other side, kind of hidden or whatever, whenever that happened. But... 
the whole peace treaty that I think that you know there was something like that that there was some sort of peace treaty that was made. It's like okay, cool. So we'll stop fighting. You guys stay on your side of the wall. We'll stay on our side of the wall, and we'll do our own thing. Now that the you know that there's more and more humans on that side of the wall, they're coming back to enforce that. And I think that's what's going on. I think that they're like, hey, you know, you're you're breaking this treaty. Now you're screwed. You know. Hmm. I feel like there's something weird about Jon Snow's tie to the Night King. And I feel like whether or not they built the wall, there's too many things that happen. I agree, Alex, that like protect Jon or protect protect Sam or or something. And 100%. When they like when they plant that white or I, I don't know if you call it a white or a white walker, um in season one that tries to kill Mormont, I, I felt like it was like a strategic move for something that they could kind of see in the future. Like they're trying to set things in motion. Um, and you see that in season, in season seven too. Like, I, I just feel like the night King allows things to happen or lets people get away because he has some larger plan. I don't know. I'm probably giving him too much credit, but we know nothing about come on, it. Come on. They, to set things in motion. So you think that like, all right, we're going to have this uh, white try to attack Mormont so that Jon Snow can come in and kill it and kind of be a hero and eventually like, oh, because he killed this white, gets promotions, bum, 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 bum. Is that, is that what you mean I by that? I don't know, but I, I, like, I think like to go back to what you said about the very first episode, that they wanted a witness. They let they purposely let that guy go. Like they continue. We all agree on that, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That one guy lives because they're just like, cool. Well, they, I mean, they could have killed him in a second if they Easily. wanted to. But that's the thing. You always leave one guy alive to tell the story. Have you murdered a group of people before? <laughs> I'm just saying, whenever I murder people, I always leave one guy alive to tell everyone else to stay away from me. By the way, stay away from Sam. Yeah. Well, there's that one guy that'll tell you that. Stay away from Sam. It was Skinner. He's stay, the guy. Stay away. Stay away, guys. <laughs> Inter- but, like... That's interesting to me that, like, they have... That's such intricate planning, though. Because mm-hmm. you would have to know Jon Snow shows up, first of all. How does the how do the White Walkers know Jon Snow is uh, in the Night Watch? Can anyone okay, explain like, that to me? Okay, but, like, later on in... I know we're getting ahead again, but, like, later on in, what, Season 7, they form that stark pattern in their, in their lines. I, I mean, this is where you need a visual, and a podcast isn't very conducive to that, but... There's, like, very weird, very weird uh, ties to, like, the Stark family. And so if there is something about John, maybe it's that he is, what is it, Azor Ahai? I've never heard it said out loud. But if he is um, the prince that was promised. <laughs> no, I don't know how to, the, the prince that was promised. Yeah, like. I also don't know how to pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. Like, there's so much. I mean, I'm only on book three, so there's so much I don't know. But there does seem to be this real connection between John and the Night King, and I don't know what it is, and I don't know if it's because the Night King is a Stark or what, but I don't know. Well, Sam, you seem uh, to know. This a is lot. gonna sound. This is gonna sound. This is gonna sound stupid based on what you just relayed to me. But like, why do you think that? Why do you think that there's like this super close relationship to to the Starks? Well, one, I do, I do buy into that. I mean, it's the show, but in the show, they. Well, in the show, yeah, I agree. Like sometimes, it's like, yeah, Jen, there, there's gotta be, a, there's gotta be a connection there. But like, I, I, but like what you said is just like, you don't know exactly what that is. No, but I mean, it, it is suggested that the that the White Walkers and the First Men were Starks, right? Like, 
And that's also in the show. Again, I haven't... They do have the blood of the first men. Yes. Um, well, as far as the book goes, because you had mentioned that, um, like I was saying before, there's a lot less White Walker stuff in the books. There's no Night King in the oh. books. There's no leader of the White Walkers, as far as we know, in the books. By the way, Sam is... Sheila has started book three. I am in the middle of book two, and Sam has read all of them. Multiple So times. Alex and I don't know. And I know, like, so the... Yeah, there's a book called The World of Ice and Fire, which I would also suggest. It gives tons of history of everything that's happened. Pervert. Oh, yes. But... Why? I don't know he's a pervert, but he's a pervert. It's okay. I am. Um, but, yeah, so, like, in the books, we don't know hardly anything about the White Walkers, which is why, obviously, everything that I was just saying before about, like, the White Walkers creating the wall, all that, that's just a theory. Like, we don't know anything about it. And in the books, we haven't seen any type of leader of the White Walkers. All we've seen is a couple of the actual White Walkers that have come. So we've seen, you know, the battle at the Fist of the First Men, which they kind of only teased in the show. And then we saw that beginning thing, well, the beginning of the entire series. That's exactly the same in the book in the book as well. And so that's basically all we know. That's so different. As far as in the book goes. Yeah. Well, they yeah they kind of just needed an antagonist in the show. Is the show Unreal past season like four? If I had to, like mm-hmm. Unreal Unreal in the sense like this isn't what I've read. Yeah. Like, so it seems like five, six, and seven are pretty. Especially it's, seven, pretty yeah. much six. Well, the books end with Jon Snow dying. Like, that's the last thing that happened. Daenerys just barely left. You know how she got picked up by the Dothraki? That's hot. That's the last thing that happened with her in the books, in book five. She, the Dothraki just showed up, so they haven't even like taken her anywhere yet. Jon Snow just died. And as far as everything else goes... Whoa, we're talking season one and book one here, Sam. uh, I can't believe I just gave you permission to talk about that. No spoilers. Jon Snow dies. (laughs) I feel like we're basically just talking about all of Game of Thrones at this point. (laughs) I know, seriously. Sheila, who invited you? Get out of here. No one asked your opinion on stuff. But she's right. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't mean to get off track, but that's just what I mean is just like we don't know anything about the White Walkers as that's, far as that's anything. so weird to me, yeah. really. Yeah, so like there's nothing. Well, because the I, I am book one, book two. White Walkers is pretty much the opening scene. Yeah, that we described in the beginning. Yeah, so far. I mean, there is a in book two. I can't. I think it is book two. Maybe it's book three that they have the battle at the fist of the first men. But that's pretty much all we Don't see. Don't spoil in the it books. for me. I'm in book two right now. Spoil anything for Sheila in book book three if you'd like. Okay, that but that would also spoil the next book for. Don't you. care. I'm in book two. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Don't spoil book two, but books spoil book three, four, and five. By that's the way, fine. in book three, they discover macaroni and cheese. Cool. And it's the talk of the town. Everyone in Westeros' <laughs> favorite food. Craft. <laughs> oh, what's craft? Uh, I'm out. Game of Thrones. I'm out. Brought I'm to out. you by craft. <laughs> the book ends with a peace offering. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Time, 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 George R. R. Martin loves craft. We want to talk about it now. Brought to you by craft. Is that what you meant? Yes. Oh, we, we are. Go. Gotcha. I don't know if we can say We're sponsored, We're sponsored by, craft. by craft. That was a very elaborate way to get to the sponsor. I dare you to sue us, craft. I dare yeah, they you. They love do. the free you publicity. Won't. Yeah. What's a craft? I'd love to make one. <laughs> now I want macaroni and cheese. 
Okay. That does sound kind of good. Okay, R-O-I. Sheila, why don't you... Why don't... That they didn't actually. Aaron, 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 Sheila's husband, if you can hear me, you don't have to go out and buy macaroni and cheese. He can't. But bring it when you come out to Utah. Oh, I'll tell him. <laughs> Good, good, good. My wife, my wife can just make it. But I want the, I want the bad kind. Are we talking about mac and cheese, or we're talking about Game of Thrones right now? I know, man. I kind of want to talk about mac and cheese now, dude. (laughs) You want uh, actually? um, We're we're coming up on um, a pretty significant amount of time right now. What I want to do is we're we're going to end up splitting this in two episodes. I'm going to edit this out. Um, What I'd like to talk about right now. Since we've gone pretty deep onto everybody, is Tyrion Lannister. We haven't talked about him very much. We have much. not talked about him very much. And you want to know how I know that, Sam? I haven't highlighted a lot of it <laughs> in the outline. Well, hey, Tyrion Lannister. Can we talk about Tyrion Lannister, please? He's always slapping Joffrey. He's always drinking and whoring. He's always banging bastard and broken thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we um, haven't even talked about. When he goes to the Eyrie, yeah, dude, he does amazing. so. Like, let's be honest. Like, I, I kind of get how George R. R. Martin does the POV thing. Like, Ned's important. If you, if anyone has noticed that, like Ned, I'm pretty sure, and Catelyn, obviously, but she ends up becoming crazy. Like, Ned's the only one who dies from season one POV, mm-hmm. uh, book one POV, I should say. Um, but like that's just insane to me that so many things happen in the book that do not happen in the show. But Tyrion, I'd like to talk about Tyrion a little bit. Tyrion hooks up with Roz, who is only in the show. Good addition. Great. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, now that Sheila's not here, we can say whatever we want. Um... Sheila, <laughs> Roz, Roz is only in the, in the show, show, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's crazy to me. That's one of the things that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like that, they don't. Uh, Tyrion hooks up with uh, prostitutes, whores a lot in in episode one, season one. I'm sorry, I keep saying that. Um, he does hook up with her in season one. But uh, uh, do you know what I love? Do you know what I love about Tyrion? Tyrion, he's a drunk. Allegedly, he's a drunk, and he's totally into having sex with everybody. But what I love about him, he is the most generous person, if you really think about it. All he wants is people to be happy. They have an entire episode dedicated to him that's called Crippers. You know, the Crippers. Ever heard of Crippers before? That's called Cripples, (laughs) Bastard, and Broken Things. Um, He just cares about the minority, I guess you would say. Um, one of my favorite lines that he says to Jon Snow, who is a bastard in air quotes, let me give you some advice, bastard. Never forget what you are, the rest of the world will not. Wear it like armor, and it can never be used to hurt you. Could you imagine if kids today just heard that? Could you imagine if all the people on Facebook and Snapchat who are getting like offended and then committing suicide on social media could like hear something like that? Like, just let like yeah cool make fun of me whatever and then making that your strength would 
be so beneficial. And it's unfortunate that um, a lot of people probably aren't letting their under 15-year-old kid watch the show. Because I know that there's a lot of terrible things in the show. Tons of nudity, tons of violence. But if you think about it, a lot of beneficial advice is how I would... That's how I would categorize it. Good life lessons. Tons of good life lessons. Like, don't join the Night's Watch. You're going to get your head cut off, Ned. <laughs> um, like, And then he hooks up with Bron, who's like a random dude, who's that pretty was freaking awesome. Yeah, that was cool. I mean, his whole trial, well, the mockery of a trial that he had in the Erie was awesome. Like, that was just so cool how they... You know, they were sentencing them to death pretty much. Like, okay, cool, yeah, we, we'll do a trial by battle because you demanded that. But we're not going to wait. So, like, you better start fighting, you know. And he just knows, like, from the second that he meets Braun, he just knows all he wants is the gold. And so that's why he is able to get him on his side, you know. He knows what people want, and he knows how to kind of manipulate them into that, you know. Like, same thing with the with the tribesmen, you know. Which is more books yes. than show. Yeah, that was a lot more in yeah. the books. No, I'm in book two, and the clans like they're still there. Yeah, they're still there. Like yeah. that's huge. In, in season two of the of the series, no, not at all. Yeah, they're done by season yeah. one. Yeah, they they end up becoming his crew. Like he takes them with him, and yeah, like no, you know, he, like I said, like he gives them what they want. They wanted like better weapons, and well, they wanted the eerie, which he kind of promises to them that they'll be able to take it over kind of a thing. And that's what's, yeah, like Tyrion's smart. He knows how to get what he wants by giving other people what they want so that they'll do his bidding. F-word Shaga is all I gotta say, man. Shaga. Son of Shaga. <laughs> Son of Shaga. Um, but Braun, Awesome. Yeah. I think easily... Like, I hate doing that. Like, A-list, B-list, C-list. Easily one of our favorites, B-list, B-list characters of the entire yeah. show, right? Like, because like, Bron, like you were describing, he just shows up and he's just like, yeah, I'll do it, man. And he just owns that guy. I got it. And I love his life. Sir Vardis. I love it. I love it. Like, he's a, the, the, a Sir Vardis, Knight of the Vale. And um, Liza is just like, you fight with no honor. Yeah. And then he just Braun is just so like I don't he did he though. did yeah like is that is such a, like and he's dead a uh, awesome line what's so great like one hundred percent what's so great about Braun is he owns who he is from start from start to finish like he, it is so clear that he is out for one thing he is out for improving his station in life and he even even in the later seasons with you, you guys are killing me <laughs> you're both like. Stop looking at the video, <laughs> I'm Sheila. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But he, I mean, even in the later seasons, he, he, it's still questionable on if he's really Tyrion's friend. He, because he is so out for himself and improving his life that he, like, he just owns it. And sometimes I wonder if that upsets Tyrion or if Tyrion respects that. But Bronze out for Bronze. Um, if I could respond to that, Sheila, do you give me permission to respond to that? Yeah, I'll allow it. <laughs> what did I? I didn't say. I didn't say Sam. Well, I'll um, allow it anyways. So we got Alex, C- Sheila, and Sam. A S S. So this is the Ass Podcast. Cool. Like um, what I would respond to that is, 
Bronn is 100% Tyrion's friend. And the reason I know that is season seven. I don't know what episode it is. When Cersei tells Jamie you should kill Bronn. Because uh, Bronn brings Tyrion in. And that is technically an act of... Um, treason. Treason. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bronn didn't care. I think, I, I, like, I think Bronn knew, too, in my opinion. Bronn was just like, I don't care. Like, I'm literally here just to get whatever I can from this entire situation. Um, and Tyrion was here first. Yeah. Is how I feel he uh, feels about it. I, yeah, and I would have to agree because even later in the Battle of Fire that happened when the when the dragons attacked the Lannisters' convoy, he had that big old bag of gold and he could have just left. Is it called the Battle of Fires? That's what they called it on the like the Field of Fire or whatever. That's what oh, that's dope. The where'd, the, yeah. where'd they call it that on the internet or like I think I think it was like a. That's a great name for yeah. it. I don't like the name of the episode. That's way better. Yeah. The Field of Fire? Yeah, dude. Well, sorry. That, sorry. So it was a, that was also a battle back in history times. Uh, that yeah. When Aegon, George Washington? Yeah. Yep. He rode in on blaring the Black Dread. George Washington <laughs> just blasted everybody. It was sweet. Um, but yeah, well, to go back to what I was saying, uh, Braun, he had that gold. He was good to go, and he just bails on it to go help Jamie. you know? He, you know, for the greater good of the whole army, he goes to go fire the scorpion bolts at the dragon, you know, like, puts himself at mortal risk, which is completely a character That's a really arc. That's a good point. You know? That's a really good point. He just, he goes against everything that he had always been working towards, drops the gold, you know, brings down the dragon, and then goes directly at Drogon to save Jamie from the fire, which he was, uh, like, Jamie was toast if Bronn didn't come in, you know? I love that. And so, yeah, like, he's totally become friends with Jamie and with Tyrion. So you're right. But I also think... I'm sorry. I also think Bronn knows, like, who writes his checks. Like, I I don't know. Like, he he sticks close to Tyrion. He sticks close to the Lannisters because he knows that they have money. So if he would have bailed right then, was it in his best interest? Like, I think he knows that the Lannisters are his best shot at really securing a position beyond, you know, whatever he could have ever hoped for. I do think he, he has some friendship there, I'm not saying that, but I do think Braun is out for Braun. No, no, I agree with that. I agree, but at the same time, I uh, in the show, I can't remember if in the show it was the same as what his station was, because in the books, he gets Stokeworth, Stokeworth Castle, he marries Lolly Stokeworth, he's got a castle, he's got gold, He's he's got a station... I'm pretty sure that it was also like, oh, wait, no, because Jamie was like, no, I'll get you a different castle or whatever. Well, no, but so like, I guess you're right, Sheila. Well, no, no, but like, what if he's just like, I like the Lannister boys. <laughs> okay. Once again, a beetle. I don't know why. <laughs> that, I... Dude, his accent is pretty beetle-y. <laughs> um, like, I think he just likes... I, I think he really likes Jamie, and I think he really likes Tyrion, yeah. and he's just trying to make the best out of I it. I think he does too, but I also think he tries to play it off like he's... Tougher. Spoiler alert. Um, this is probably like season four when Jamie and Bronn become friends. So we're kind of ahead in that. But I 100% agree with that. That yeah. he, he's friends with both of them. We're super bad at sticking to season one and two. Myself mostly. Well, uh, which is 100%. 100% well, if anyone's going to be listening to a, co- a podcast about Game of Thrones, you know that they're yeah. Like, no one's like, hmm, I'm on episode one of Game of Thrones. Let's listen to this podcast 
about Can I, season one of Game of Thrones. Does anyone mind if I throw some stats out there? Let's hear right some now? stats. Throw them down. Um, last season was the most watched season ever in Game of Thrones. Is that cool? Okay. Cool. So, like, this is a dumb question, but, like, does that mean that people didn't, like, they just skipped straight to season seven? Well, I just... I, I think that it's like, okay, season one, people watch this, word of mouth happens, like, oh, cool, yeah, let me catch up on season one, and then when season two airs, more viewers, more word of mouth, more viewers for season three, and so on and so on. So, like, I, it's like, Game of Thrones is this huge sensation that everybody's watching now, so everyone's had, chan- everyone's had a chance to catch up on seasons one through six, and now season seven airs, and everyone's all about it. Correct. So, like... You know, viewers are going to go up as the time goes, just because but people are talking about it. Insanely up is the yeah. thing, though. Like this last season, um, uh, is just insane for how many people. Um, I don't know why I'm searching Wikipedia um, <laughs> for um, how many people watched this season. Like, because yeah, season one was kind of like, all right, this is good. Like, this is just trying to use my photographic memory. That I don't have. It's <laughs> um, trying to use this photographic memory that I don't have. It's like in the three million ish, and like now we're at eleven million. Yeah, it's and but it was exponential after season six. Yeah, like season six was like okay, cool, six million, all right, and then season seven was like eleven million for every episode, and that is just insane to me. Well, you also got to take into consideration like HBO now came out like I. I'm pretty sure that that's more recent, you know? Like, everyone's able to f- have HBO without having a subscription to television or whatever. And so that's got to play a huge part into it just because, like, not everyone had a TV program that had HBO included because it was way more money to have that or whatever. No, 100 But now everyone can get a free HBO subscription for the first month. Everyone downloads HBO now for just while Game of Thrones is going and then... Sorry, dude. Gets rid of it. No, you're good. Um, just to throw some, we'd like to welcome welcome you all to NPR today. Um, we'd like to give you some numbers. Um, season one of Game of Thrones, two point five two million viewers. Season two, three point eight million viewers. Season three, four point nine. Season four, six point eight. Season five, six point eight again. Season six, seven point six nine. And then in season seven, 10 million average viewers. Like, that's insane. To, like, the reason that that's insane to me, seven years. Seven years of this show. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, all right, cool. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to jump up by 3 million viewers. <laughs> like, it was 1 million extra viewer. And then, like, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, everyone's talking about it at work. I got to watch this. Exactly, yeah. Can we go back to well, the sexy? <laughs> Can we just talk about the rest of it like this? Just get everyone super bummed Just make it sexy. Um, hey, I'd like, I'd like to talk to you guys about um, about the Game of Thrones. Would you, is this a voice that you'd like to have some sensual relations with? It started as a sexy Kermit, but then it went somewhere different. I loved that. It went it went Kermit to super hardcore nineteen seventeen South. <laughs> yes, <laughs> nothing sexier than the South. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
because there's an S. If you're doing if you're doing the you know, S is for sexy, O is for okay, U is for uh T is for that's right, and H is for hey. Super memorable, super memorable. <laughs> and that makes it We sexy. should make a podcast about the acronym for South. <laughs> this week's acronym. Just a new one every week. Sex. But, well, no, but like, if you think about that, the average, if, uh, I, I just sent this to, um, to you guys. I know that season seven was seven episodes, but like, the average viewing rating is insane at how that went up. They would have had 11 million for 10 episodes, though, too, if it was, if no, 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 you're right. It probably would have been higher. Yeah, than, right. than, than that. I, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I think what's crazier is that, I mean, I don't hate on the Big Bang Theory, but the Big Bang... <sighs> I'm, walking, I'm walking away from the Sheila. Don't want to talk about it. Bazinga, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> but the Big Bang Theory averages 20 million viewers per episode, and I know it's on broadcast television, but whenever I hear that, I'm like, 20 million people are watching the average Big Bang Theory episode, and, and 11 million people are watching... Game of Thrones. I'm like, what is? What are people doing? Like, where are all the? What are these other people like not watching Game of Thrones? Like, 11 million people out of 300 million people in the U.S. is really not that much. It's yeah. Yet it's it's totally permeated our culture. Like, I don't know people who don't watch Game of Thrones. And it's on HBO, not CBS. Well, I know it's not on broadcast television, but it's like a million times better. Sorry, sorry, CBS. No, it is. I mean, you know. No one knows. I know. No one knows. Don't give my last name. No one does. (laughs) Sheila's last name is... Bravlowski. Bartrucci. And they spell my name with an I. It's definitely her last name is Italian. Brav... Yep. Spaghetti. Is Bartrucci Italian? I don't know. (laughs) It could be. It sounds like... Bartuski. Well, that's uh, that's why I love Game of Thrones and why I love talking about it. It's just like a phenomenon that everybody can talk about. Yeah, but 11 million Everyone people. has an opinion on, and then I'm like, oh, I read the books. <laughs> yeah. You are all stupid. Yeah, and that's that's the position that I've put myself in. It's just like, I love the books, and the show, I mean, in my own professional opinion, is that after season Whoa, four, <laughs> after season four, the professional. show... Hey, I've put in my 10,000 hours. I'm a professional. <laughs> 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 uh, but it's just the books, like, uh, you'll hey, you'll see. Once you get past book three, you're reading book four and book five, it's insane how different it is. It's so much better. All these plot holes that happened in season seven are not even anything. It's, the books are just so much better. I believe it. I, b- I believe that. Jinx. Okay, you okay Sheila. Okay. okay. Hey, she's a book further than you, bro. <laughs> and here is Sheila on the microphone. <laughs> There's your coke. I'm just like um, throwing my career down the drain tonight. Sheila Bartucci. Bartucci. Stop throwing your career down. <laughs> Stop throwing your career down. Sheila Linguini. Linguini. Like I, I don't want to sound like so, I don't want to sound so racist. You know I, mean, I mean I am Italian. So like Bartucci sounds like oh yeah yeah that's a that's a name. <laughs> Sheila she, Sheila Pesci. <laughs> um. So now everyone knows you're Italian. <laughs> Somehow. Embrace it. Uh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Sheila, not a Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think this is great, though. Like, where we're at right now. 
we've set up Game of Thrones. We've uh, established our opinions on different things as far as the book, as far as the show goes. Um, and we can talk about the seasons much better now um, because of what's happened. We all know that, dead, uh, that Ned is dead. Um, we know that Danny has gone through this crazy thing with Khal Drogo, getting married. He gets sick from a blade infection. Um, eventually dies because of her decisions to bring a witch in. She eventually puts her egg in that she got from Valerio. The dragons, these these eggs that were petrified, come to life and become actual dragons, which is huge for the show. And I think for season two, that will be huge. Um, any last thoughts, anybody, as far as season one goes? Is there something that is critical that I'm missing or that we have missed? Uh, well, I, th- I mean, we missed a lot. Like, we didn't talk hardly at all about John. We talked a little bit about Tyrion. Bran, not at all. We didn't say anything about Arya. And so we definitely missed some stuff, which we can get into later. But as far as season one goes, I mean, I, like, I talk shit on the show now, you know, these newer seasons. But season one of Game of Thrones, like, that's what is responsible for getting me into reading the books, you know. And so, like, I'll forever be grateful to Dan and Dave for getting me into the books, which I love way more than the show. But, yeah, it, it all comes down to that. And I think a lot of people also started like that. Like, they watched the show and like, this is good. Oh, what? These were made out of books? Or these were made from books? I'm going to read the books now. And that's what I, like, I don't know. That's, you know, I'm really thankful for that, you know, because I love the books. I just want to point out we are not recording this on Thanksgiving Day. So the fact that Sam is thankful for this is legitimate. Yeah, it makes it real. Yeah, it makes it one hundred percent real. Oh, yeah. You won't hear you won't hear me or Sheila saying like, "Hey, we're thankful for dad. Um, we're thankful for uh, family. Thankful for family. We're thankful for having electricity." Like, that's a legitimate <laughs> thing that Sam just said right there. Um, no, a hundred like literally. If I had not watched season one, I would not one have watched the rest of the series or two. <laughs> Even, like, considered reading the books. Yeah. So I understand the sentiment. Sheila, uh, any last thoughts? I agree. I mean, there's still so much that you could talk about just in season one and two. We didn't talk about Theon. Um, We barely talked about the awful human that Joffrey is. Uh, There's so many other key players, and I think that's what makes Game of Thrones so special, is that there's so many different storylines and so many different people that you care about or that play a pivotal role in the story that uh, keep you going. So, I I mean, I think that there's still a lot we could have covered, but I think we covered the high points. Um, Sheila, I I know that you just said, like, how horrible of a human being Joffrey is. Um, A very punchable face. (laughs) Is there is there any like specific examples from season one? Like I I know that like one when he's like being a douche to uh, to Tyrion and Tyrion's just like I'm slapping you I'm slapping you I'm slapping you. We have not mentioned the Hound or the Mountain nope. also in this episode, and I think as we move on, those will become huge characters. Um, because the Hound was there when Tyrion was slapping Joffrey is the reason that I bring that up. But um, Tyrion. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Joffrey. Joffrey, uh, for me, doesn't become evil until his dad dies, circa episode seven. Um, and then he become and He doesn't... To me, actually, like, Joffrey doesn't become evil until he's like, but these are weak women. 
Kill Netted Stock. That is when Joffrey becomes a punk AB. I don't know, man. Well, it's just that he was given power, so he was able to actually do, do what something. he wanted. Because, I mean, there like there were instances when he was young, like he cut open cats to see what were inside. Like all the classic serial killer traits like were exhibited by him when he was younger. But now that he has power, he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I also forget, like, Lady yeah, getting killed. Lady was yeah, Lady because of that. Yeah, so, I mean, like, he was definitely, like, a little... But... Sheila, you got anything after that? <laughs> uh, R.I.P. Ned Stark. Forever and always. And we didn't talk about Rob yeah. like at all. Yeah. Rob, but but like in all fairness, Rob doesn't become important until season or episode ten. Yeah. Season two. We also didn't talk about the dragons. I mean, there's so much that happens in season one. I, I talked about the dragons being birthed. Did you? Well, that's a that's all that happens in season one about it. There's just about the dragons. There's so much stuff. Like I I forget how much happens just in season one, let alone season two. There there's just so much. But Sheila, let's be honest. We have nothing else to talk about now. But we'll do you want me to talk, talk about to the rest it? of our but we'll talk to the rest of our viewers but I want to talk about it now. okay Sam <laughs> shut up feel free to like comment and continue the conversation by following us on Facebook Twitter Instagram and SoundCloud subscribe to us on iTunes and if you are feeling especially generous leave us a review on iTunes we prefer five stars but value the truth more we plan on keeping this free to listeners forever because we love you. Thanks for listening, and let's keep being better.